Welcome to Knights of the Video Game Table Podcast, episode 122. Send Patrick 20 bucks. That's right. Send me 20 bucks. You'll get nothing back. Send it to kvgt04 at gmail.com. June 17th, 2013. Thank you for joining us once again to our podcast. This is our podcast. How you guys doing? Podcast. Yeah. yeah. All right. With me this week, I have Frank. What's up? Patrick. What it do? And I am your host, Jeremy. So, without further ado, this has been a big week for video games. We're not going to talk too much about E3 because we will be having our... Uh, oh, actually, I'll, I'll just announce it now. Our hangout. Another live hangout on... I'm sorry... The date skips my mind. It is uh, Sunday, June 23rd. And if you want to participate in the chat room, you can. the easiest way to do that is on our website. It's Jen Patrick $20. This is, uh, oh. at, you can uh, join in uh, on our website at our live page. If you don't know where that is, we'll have a link to it directly on our Facebook and our Twitter when we go live. So you can check that out. Uh, and again, that is Sunday, the 23rd. We will have a live Hang out, and hopefully we'll have about seven people on there. Um, I'm not 100% sure. I haven't heard a couple confirmations yet, but I know there will be at least five. But this could be as many as seven. Could be as many as ten. Who knows? That's the max you can have on there. So, But we'll see. All right, with that said, let's get into right, right into what we've been playing. And I've been playing a ton of games this week. Because, well, here's here's what happened, and um, so basically, this is actually two weeks worth of games because we didn't in our hangout last week we didn't talk about what we've been playing. Uh, the first game on my list is Guild Wars Two. I did I hit level eighty on sometime around uh, two uh, two weeks ago, sometime around then I don't know exactly when, and I haven't really played it since. Uh, level eighty is a level cap. It's not. It, it, I just kind of got over. Or what's the word? Um, not bored of it, but uh, I played it too much. Exhausted. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's kind of like I just played it too much, so I kind of got tired of it. And I'll probably go back to it. I mean, it's a free-to-play game, so it's not like I have to play all the time. And so I haven't played that now in well over a week, week and a half. So that's given me a lot of time to play other games. Uh, first off, I got my Ouya finally. I got that last Tuesday. Ooh. Yeah. I was just saying, you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got that last... <laughs> I, mean, uh, I mean, that's cool, but yeah, go ahead. I got that last... Tu- no, actually, uh, what day was E3 start? That was Monday, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so okay, I got... Technically, the- technically, it started Tuesday, but they had day zero, and day zero was like nuts, oh, which was wh- kind of funny. It. I don't know. Which but- day was the Microsoft and PlayStation... Monday. Okay, so it was Monday. So I got the OEM oh, yeah, Monday... Um, and I, I, I get it, all my packages delivered to my parents because I, I don't I don't trust the package delivered here. So I in between the Microsoft conference and the PlayStation conference, I rushed over to my parents, got home, got it hooked up, and uh, for the next three, four days, well, actually all week since then, I've been uh, messing with it. So I have a ton of games on my oh, list. Oh, I bet you have. 
the first thing I downloaded was the port of Final Fantasy 3, which, for those who don't know, it's the same game that's on Android, and all they did from... Droid. Well, okay, so it's the same game that was on Nintendo DS. They ported to Android, and then they ported that to... Um, the Oya, oh yeah, which Andro- uh, Oya oh yeah, is Android, but they changed you know a few things here and there. But for the most part, it's the same thing. Um, and the cool thing about o- the Oya oh yeah is you can download any game, and every single game comes with its a demo. Be it that you can play thirty minutes or that you can play to a certain level, it, it's up to the developer. But it, they have to offer something for free. And so uh, Final Fantasy, actually Final Fantasy three, I played it for a good twenty thirty minutes, and I still didn't hit the end of their demo. So I'm not sure how long that is. I'm really tempted to buy it, but it's it's the whole fact that it's uh, $15. Now, granted, this is a home console, and games are going to cost that. I mean, it is a console. It's not a, just, it's not a mobile platform. So, you know, I, I probably will buy it, but it just kind of... It still kind of irks me that it's an Android operating system, and it's 15 bucks. But, I mean, it is... Because the Android sucks. Well, iOS, it costs more. No. <laughs> Anyway. It's, it's fifteen ninety eight. Oh, okay. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, Final Fantasy three. I, I that that it works really good with the controller and everything. I also downloaded Bard's Tale, which is a, obviously a classic uh, game, and I played through that. And it's about maybe twenty minutes for their demo, and I I was like, eh, I, I deleted it. It was fun, but nothing I'd play. Um, after that, I went ahead and. I hooked up some of the emulators they have on the... They actually have the emulators on the system, on the store itself. Well, is it like just... Is it is it just everything on like the Google Play Store or is it its own store? No, a Google Play Store is not on there at all. It's the Ouya store. So only things... That's speci- kind of... Well, only things... Kinda, speci- no, I'm just saying it's, it's kind of weird. Like I, I'm thinking with the, the, you know, like the legal part. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like a gray area, yeah. Yep. Well, the thing about the OESC, I, I, I'm going to talk more about this in a future episode. Uh, I wanted to – actually, I have an unboxing video and everything that I'm going to release on YouTube, and I'm going to give my full review of it and talk about it on this podcast. But I wanted to have a few weeks with it before I did anything. And considering that it doesn't even hit retail sale until the end of the month, I think the 25th, I believe, You know, so I figured, you know what, I'm going to just wait, and that way I have a really good opinion of it. But I wanted to say, um, you mentioned the Google Play Store, and they made it to where you can you can get the Google Play Store on there, but you don't have access to the Ouya Store. You so get it's like one or the other? Yeah, so it's one or the other. Either you lose what makes the Ouya the Ouya, or you just stick with their store. And I think as of right now, it's just smart to stick with their store. Now, here's the thing. They also made it to where you can install pretty much any app from the um, Google Play Store. I'm sorry, not from the Google Play Store, but any app that you can get, the the APK, which is like an EXE, yeah. um, and you can sideload it onto the system. Anything okay, so anything, yeah. Anything without DRM. Yeah. Um, so basically, uh, I mean, I have like YouTube on there. I have uh, better uh, internet browsers, um, all that stuff. So basically all you do is you transfer it either from your phone or you just Google it and pretty much all the uh, – uh, free free apps you can just download from website. Yeah. So that adds a lot to it. I mean, um, YouTube, I'm sure, will have an official app for it, as will um, a lot of the other ones, like uh, I'm sure even Hulu and, 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 and Netflix 
will have apps for it eventually, you know? Hello, Hulu. But for now, you, you can sideload them and uh, still play them. On the OUYA store itself, actually, it, it changes every day, so let me um, get the exact number right now of, of apps and games that they have available. Uh, 149 as of right now. And like I said, that doesn't, it's not even release day yet. I'm sure that that number will probably go up to closer to 200 by the time the, the system actually launches. So, um, I mean, you know, people are talking about, oh, you know, there, there's this and that about the Ouya. But the fact is, how many console releases has there been where there's been close to 200 things you can download on day one, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm loving it, basically. I will say that. But also, on the store itself, on the Ouya store, and this is what brought up the legal issue, is they have emulators. for all. For, well, they will have them for all the consoles. Right now, they have them for NES, SNES, Genesis, um, uh, I believe, well, those are the main ones they have. And then I know they have a DS one, but that one doesn't really work. Uh, I'm not sure which other ones they have. Uh, I know that, like, TurboGrafx-16 and all those other ones, Sega Master System, they're all going to be on there. And when people ask, like, oh, yeah, like, are you going to allow that kind of apps? And basically, they said anything... They're, they're going to allow anything that doesn't harm, that couldn't potentially harm someone. And, of course, that's a broad definition, but there, there's more to it, and that's just the quote that I remember. Um, so, basically, emulators, and uh, as long as you don't have the ROMs, the games inside the emulators, then it's totally legal. Um, so, yeah, so anyway, so I downloaded the SNES X9, which is the, the same one that is really popular for the computers. And yeah. I played through a ton of uh, old SNES games. Um, Super Mario World, I had some fun with that. I beat like three different, three or four stages. Uh, what else? Uh, ta uh, Dragon View, which I had never heard of these games. I just tried them out. Dragon View was pretty interesting. It was actually a pretty good 3D game for, for the SNES. I, I was really impressed. Hmm. Um, it was like the world map was actually first person, and it was actually a 3D world. It was pretty cool. Um, Fire Stri Striker. I don't even remember which one that is now. I played. I, I went through so many. I, I, some of them I only played for like 10 minutes. And then Sky Blazer. That was a lot. Did either of you ever play Sky Blazer on the SNES? All right, so we had audio issues, as seems to plague us more than not lately, but uh, we're going to get right back into what we've been talking about. So anyway... Yeah, stupid pleasant. Anyway, I was uh, asking you guys, have you guys ever heard of the game Sky Blazer for the SNES? You know, it sounds familiar. I, I, I can't recall it, though. It's a, it's a side-scroller, um, but it also has some pseudo-3D. You know, a lot of the SNES games had the pseudo-3D, where, like, you know, you jump to the left, but then the background rotates... So it looks like you're going up a three-dimensional object or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, this game was pretty cool. Um, it, it reminded me a lot of, like, Meg Mega Man, only not as in-depth with the power system. But basically, you were going across the world trying to um, save the world, basically. And you had some Blaze sort of the sky. Yeah, there you go. You <laughs> had some, blaze that sky. You had some sort of powers. Like, the first stage, you, have, you just kind of have this, like, almost like Hadouken kind of power. And then the second yeah. stage, uh, you have the power to, like, uh, shoot through the sky, and anything you touch dies. So, um, I, got, I got through the first world, which was a good, probably, half hour of gameplay. 
And it was also one of those that had the password to continue instead of actually saving it on the cart. Yeah. So, uh, I miss those days. <laughs> but anyway, that was a lot of fun. That was actually probably the most fun I had playing the emulators. Um, and then as for Ouya games that I downloaded to try out, I tried out Chronoblade. That was fun, and it was because it, it's one of the higher rated games on there. It's not something I'd probably buy, but it was it was fun. Uh, League of Evil, I got in, played for a few minutes, and it crashed my it crashed the game, so I didn't bother going back. Uh, one that I spent a lot of time on was Deep Dungeons of Doom. Great. Oh, game. you got I bet you got deep in there too, didn't I, you? I got deep in those dungeons. Um, and basically, Deep Dungeons of Doom is. Uh, how can you explain it? Uh, it's almost like a tower game. Uh, okay, so you start on the top of the tower, and or uh, you start at the top of the dungeon, and you go down a floor, and then once you go down a floor, you have to fight an enemy, and you have um, you have items you can use, you have equipment you can equip, you have a weapon, and you have a shield, a block. I mean, oops. And so basically you have to, you know, use strategy to beat these these things. Now, I got through the first three or four dungeons, uh, I think. I got to the end of the, the trial. And it was getting pretty hard to where I actually had to use some strategy. It's very old school graphics, very SNES or even NES graphics. Um, but it has that sort of a nostalgia feeling to it. So I had a lot of fun with it. I think anybody who grew up with those with those style graphics would really like this game. And oh, another app that we were talking about sideloading apps, Frank. I, I put on the on live app. You, oh yeah. You remember on live that you could stream, yeah. stream the games. Well, you know, I I only own the one Splinter, Splinter Cell Conviction, so I wanted to try it out. I wanted to see how it worked on the. Oh yeah, and mind you, this is HD game, you know, and it looked just as good as it looked uh, if I had been playing it on the 360. Maybe not, maybe not quite, but close to what it looked like playing it on the 360. And I was playing it on my oh yeah on my TV, with on live. So, uh, I mean, the potential to use the online service, on live service with the Ouya is amazing. I think that's, that's, it has a lot of potential there. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was HD, HD graphics, 1080p graphics on the Ouya, um, which, cool. can, which was really cool. Uh, but what I've been spending most of my time on this week is Tales of Graces F, which I talked about this, I don't know how many months ago. I started playing it. And it's a it's a RPG for the PS3, and my friend's been talking about it. She started playing it, so I've been really getting in the mood to play it. So I've spent probably eight or nine hours in the last week playing it, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm really enjoying the story. I'm really enjoying the characters. You know, it's one of those it's one of those um, uh, Frank. You probably know what I'm talking about when I say this. It's one of those RPGs where you're playing it and you think the story's already coming to like kind of like a close. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden a major event happens and it's like, oh, well, the story hasn't even really started, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is is that um the the combat is that like turn based or is it menu based or is it's, it like well, free like it's, just it's the same as the like tale- fable? No, no, no. It's the same as the Tales games have been. I don't know if you've played any of the Tales games. Um basically it's turn based, but it's you have you oh uh you have you played Star Ocean? Yeah. Okay. Uh, like the newer Star Ocean, it's the combat's a lot like that, where you can move oh, okay. around the field, but you still have some sort of turn-based uh, combat. Okay. Yeah. And I was actually, curious. Patrick, you might actually like this game a lot too, if you if you want. Which to play one was this again? Tales of Graces F. 
Okay. If you want to play it after I was done on the PS3, it's a pretty good game. Okay. I'll check it out. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to know too much about RPGs. You just have to be able to withstand the, the Japanese-style story, <laughs> which you seem to like in, in Star Ocean, so. Yeah. And this is a much better game, uh, both uh, my opinion and the opinion of, the like, critics. So... Uh, the last game on my list, and of course I can't really talk much about this for obvious reasons, is I actually got accepted to a beta that I didn't even know I signed up for. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn beta th- that was this weekend. Um, I, Like I said, I didn't even re- remember signing up for it. Uh, it's very possible that I automatically got signed up for it because I owned the original Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, I do have a lot to say about this that I can talk about, but I just, I, I'm going to push it back. Um probably two weeks after we talk about E3 next week, just mainly because um, I want to get all the information together. Uh, one thing you will be happy about, Patrick, you, you were talking... Is it you, free? No, that's one thing that I'm, I'm still <laughs> not happy about. It, the game itself is... I will say this. The game itself is a brand new engine, brand new game. For people who have Same not... Same title. Well, no, it's, it's, actually, it's, it's a Realm Reborn. It's like a continuation. It's, it would be like... Uh, with Final Fantasy, they did Final Fantasy X and Final Fantasy X 2. It's basically the same thing. It literally takes place five years after Final Fantasy XIV. It yeah, uses... but no one got to really play and finish Final Fantasy XIV because no, everybody a lot of people said, didn't. I'm going to blow my brains out because this game sucks so bad. A lot and they're of people... like, oh, yeah, we know it sucks so bad. Here, we're going to still charge you. And then uh, we're going to bring out another game that's supposed to take place after that. So kiss our ass. Well, basically, they're actually doing a lot for the people who uh, played the original, um, which is something I'll go into next time. But one thing is, anybody who owned the original gets this one for free. The you know gets the game itself for free. Anybody who um, owned the original collector's edition gets a free version of the digital collector's edition for this one. Um, you also get uh, a bunch of in-game benefits. You get a, a price decrease, so you don't get. You don't get it for free. It's not free to play, but you do get uh, do get it cheaper than anybody else. Um, but anyway, so basically what I will say about it is I got in, created my character, played through the tutorial, and probably about 15 minutes after that, altogether maybe about 45 minutes. And I was really enjoying it, and I I know that I'll be playing it for the free period. Uh, I don't know if I'll be playing it after that. But Question, did you name your character Tara? How'd you know? Damn. <laughs> Uh, actually, the the name Terra T E R R A was actually uh, an illegal name, quote unquote, because it's a Final Fantasy character. They don't allow that. But I put an H at the end, so yeah, it worked. And yeah, I made it. Showed... What? I was gonna say show you Square Enix. Try to I stop know. him from naming someone Terra. And I, and Patrick, I did make it a cat Son girl. A bitch. I made it a cute cat girl. Huh. So anyway, that is the end of my uh, long game list. I think this may be the longest list I've ever had on this podcast. Um, and it would have actually been more. Yeah, but... it's the longest anything you've ever had. <laughs> hey, it would have actually been uh, quite a bit more. But uh, with Father's Day this weekend, I was out of town pretty much both Saturday and Sunday. I don't know why. Yeah. There was actually a few what? more games. What? what? Father's Day is just a waste of day just like Mother's Day and Valentine's Day. Well, I mean, it's not like we uh, don't go out to see her family or see my family on other days. It's just, you know, they. it was actually convenient because we don't really, on her side, on my wife's side, we don't often celebrate these holidays, because, or not holidays, but these days, because 
one one or the other parent is working. So this time it happened that everybody was off. So it it worked out really well. And of course, you know, I mean, yeah, for my side of the family, I cook dinner for my parents every once in a while. But it was not it was nice to do it, you know. Anyway, um, so yeah, I was busy all weekend. Or my game was supposed to do this every day. Show your parents that you love them. I do. Oh, there you go. They, they don't need a special day. Take, take them out every single day. <laughs> you didn't do yep. anything for your dad this weekend? Extra? I argued less with him when he wanted to debate about religion. <laughs> Did you buy him anything? I cooked breakfast, but I usually do that Sunday anyways. So you didn't get him a gift or anything? No. Oh, okay. Well, at least you're sticking to your story. Uh, anyway, all right, Frank, what have you been playing? Uh, well, uh, I've, I've played a bit of Anno Online, and basically it's a free version of the series. Well, right now it's free. It's in beta. It's uh, uh, it's like kind of an online version of the Anno games. They came out with uh, Anno... 2000-something? Yeah, the one I was uh, hooked on, Anno 20... I think it's 2092, 20. and then they had the previously Anno... Dawn of Discovery. Uh, it's basically a big trading game where you have merchants and stuff. Um, it's all right. It's it's keeping me interested. Um, you said you said it's a big merchant game. Like, are, are you like, uh, you know, from Resident Evil Four? You just walking around with a trench coat and a mask on. Like, what are you buying? What are you selling? <laughs> you have to like uh, in, in the piece, well, in the full version of the game, not the online version. It's it's usually what you do is you just have like trade routes, and you uh, basically have to grow like an empire, and you do it one island at a time. And you know, like this island will have corn, this island has steel, and you mix them up, and you're, you know, you make you know whatever the empire needs. Um, this version, I'm not that far in it. I have a feeling it's not going to have the full like playability of the the full PC game mm-hmm. right now. Like I, I was saying, it's, it's just interesting. Um, but I, I, I think, uh, once it does start going to where like things start costing, uh, that I may lose interest. Uh, yeah. cause it's, it seems like it's, it's right now. It feels like it's one of those social games where, you know, they give you everything free for a while. Then it's like, Hey, you want a new boat? Three bucks. Oh, you want another <laughs> island? Like $2. And then it's like, well, damn, I should just play the Anno game. Um, Seriously. I'm only playing it because you know right now my my with my com- uh, with some computer issues I can't play the actual Anno game because it just nukes my computer. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, well, at least it started to. It's it's crazy because it's such a large game. Once once you get so far, it, it you know if your computer can handle like the first couple minutes, once you're like probably 14 hours or 20 hours into one empire, it, it starts to become you know a bit too much. Um, but anyway, I was just trying it out because it's free, but. Maybe it'll rule. Maybe it won't. Just <laughs> really to tell. Yep. Uh, the other game I, I played was uh, State of Decay, and I've, you know, again, this is a list probably for like the last two weeks. Um, this game is I don't know. Have we did we talk about it earlier, Patrick? Nope. No, it, it came out. We probably would have we would have talked about it last week, but then we did the hangout thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this, this game is actually it's created by a former Blizzard employee uh, who actually worked on. Uh, uh, you know the series, the World of Warcraft games, and he. Oh, left- I can't hear it no more. Huh? He said he what? doesn't like it anymore. He doesn't hear about it anymore. Uh, no, I said, no, no, I said now he can't play it no more. Oh, play it anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, I understand. I, that's totally 
totally good logic. Just, you know, trash your Xbox or something, I understand. But, um, yeah, it basically it was a, a developer from Blizzard left and started Undead Labs. And they're planning a big MMO, but again, I'm not sure if it's going to be in the MMO of a sense of, you know, like WoW where, you know, you have, you know, like that kind of leveling and everything. Um, or if it's going to be, you know, more in the sense of an MMO in kind of more leaning towards days where it's just kind of everyone just go nuts killing each other, but maybe there's leveling. I don't know. But anyway, uh, the plan is eventually they're going to have an MMO, but for right now, it's the first game came out, which is uh, State of Decay, and that's on Xbox Live Arcade for $20, or what, what's the math, 1,600 points or something. And it, I'm really digging it. It's it's buggy. The graphics mm-hmm. aren't reliable. Uh, there's clipping all over the place. Uh, and oh, again, um, you know, I'm skipping all over the place. Again, it, what it is is basically think GTA with zombies. Basically, um, it's an open world game, and there's RPG elements. There's base building, and there's just a bunch of zombies. <laughs> and um, again, like I said, you know, the graphics. It looks like it could be something on the original Xbox. It. It is pretty buggy, but for twenty dollars, I'm really digging it. Um, besides that, uh, just, just some time on Madden 13, just prepping for uh, Madden 25. <laughs> That's a big jump from 13 <laughs> to 25. <laughs> I'm yeah. just kidding. Yeah. Uh, crazy. And then uh, did another playthrough on Fallout 3, just to uh, try to clean up some of the achievements. Cool. And then on for, then I also played a Fallout New Vegas, and on that one, um, I basically just bought all the rest of the DLC that I didn't have, and uh, unfortunately, I haven't got to all that yet. But that's what I'm looking forward to. But um, yeah, not really much for me, and that's that's pretty much everything. Cool, cool. How about you, Pat? Well, you got you coming to me right when I was spitting some seeds out of my mouth. <laughs> well, why are you eating seeds while you're doing the podcast anyway? Why do you play with your cats while we do the podcast? Because they don't make that much noise. Yeah, okay. We only get cat butthole in the fucking camera. Whatever. But yeah, you're right. Anyways, um, Gears of War Judgment. Um, thank God. Well, I'll get into that later. But um, it goes with the story. But um. I've pretty much leveled up enough times to where uh, I can still level up, but I'm not getting achievements for it anymore. Like to re up. Mm-hmm. I think I, the, this last time I just read up, and I'm getting back up there again. I didn't get no achievement for it, which is kind of weird. But um, as Frank was just talking I about, I still don't state get that thing. What do you mean? With with the all those games, how you prestige or honor or whatever, I don't uh-huh. get why they don't just have level like three hundred or something. Yeah, I don't, because well, see, in Gears Three, when they made it to where you could prestige, um, you could do it, and, but you have to go up to level hundred, right, all the time. Yeah. 
But like, I think after three or four times, that's it. You're done. You can't cheese anymore. You done it. But in, in this one, by people may fly since they want to turn Gears of War into Call of Piece of Shit Duty. Um, that's in Call of Duty, you can re up as many times as you want. Well, I mean, the thing is, is even then, if it's whether you prestige at you know level twenty or level one hundred and twenty or level eighty, it's you know what I mean. I just don't get it. I I I don't get why you wouldn't just go to level like five hundred or something or level one thousand as as opposed to restarting every single time. I I don't I don't know. Well, I, I'm sure there was probably in Call okay. of Duty when the, when you get up to level fifty or whatever the hell it is. Um. What's it called? Uh, it, you, if you decide to prestige, you have to start over with like so all the weapons you gained. Like in Call of Duty, you you earn weapons. Yeah. See, I, yeah, so I remember that. Resets, but it, it, all that resets, so you pretty much start over from scratch. But you have a little bit of uh, um, you have a little bit of a extended keep playing yeah. or whatever. You get like a like you become like a colonel or some bullshit. I don't know. But yeah. gear, all it is is just reading up your, uh, your 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 level. It's nothing. You don't get other than when you re up the first three times, you get an achievement. Other than that, now it's kind of like yeah. you know you can still break up a little bit to a certain point, but there's no really no point to it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's just, I mean, you know, it's just whatever. It's just for me. It, it just, you, you know, I understand there. You know, when. Uh, Call of Duty had the whole, you know, mechanic where you did lose all your, you know, advanced, you know, weaponry, but it just seems kind of goofy that a lot of shooters are, are kind of copying it, and it doesn't have, like, a a real gameplay element. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah. Anyway, just complaining, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, just like um, Frank was saying, State of Decay I've been playing, uh, I still got to put some more hours into it. One thing that they're they're doing again that I can't stand, <laughs> which is like the dead uh, dead um, rising way, their weapons like if you use a, a bat or something a certain amount of times, all of a sudden it breaks. That's almost all those type of games, though. I mean, it, even back to like the Genesis and SNES days. Not I'm all sorry, of, them, of course, but a metal bat is not going to break. A metal well, bat is not going to break. I mean, if you if you hit it hard, well, yeah, for the most part, you're right. Well, the one I was thinking that, that felt kind of funny was uh, the crowbar. Yeah, that yeah. definitely wouldn't break. That's what I'm saying. Maybe it doesn't. I don't well, know. I've been using it a lot, but <laughs> mine, mine did, and and it, it yeah. kind of pisses me off. It's like at least in Dead Island, you can go and repair items. But that doesn't yeah. make any sense for some items either. <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah. better. Yeah. But at least you can repair them to keep them. Like in this game, same thing in Dead Rising. If the item breaks, and then it just disappears. So well, like, you actually, I, uh, I don't know if I'm giving away anything. There, there is a way to repair them. Um, I'll just say it at that. I'll just leave it. At well, that. Maybe there is, but I mean, like either way, you can't use it no more. It got to the point where I was fighting a bunch of uh, zombies, and like all of a sudden, like I had no no melee weapon. Oh, you mean if it just breaks while you're in combat? Yeah. Right, yeah, and yeah. Uh, so you try to punch him a couple times, but like I, I got to a point where I was trying to run. I was leaving the first area of the game to the, get to the second part, where like like this is the more of the camping area, and then you leave yeah. to go like where there's the homes and the and the general store and all that shit. 
well, there's zombies coming, and I, I had no melee weapon, so I said, fuck it, busted out the, the sniper rifle. Yeah. I take one shot, boom, blow the zombie's head clean off. Well, all of a sudden, the gun, because of the gun noise, a whole bunch of zombies just came out of nowhere. Yeah. So now I'm hauling ass trying to run to the next part, hoping that the cutscene will make them just disappear. And oh, yeah. It happens, and they're still there. But at least they were kind of far off to where they, they were just standing there, like, trying to figure out where the hell I went. Yeah. Um, and I got away from them, but I just can't stand when they do that. Like I said, like, okay, a wooden bat, okay, there's a chance for it to break. I don't see how a wooden bat, I mean, a, a metal bat or a metal crowbar or something like that, you're banging in a skull. It, it ain't gonna, it ain't gonna snap in half. Yeah. But, but it's, uh, yeah, I'm having fun with that. I gotta play some more. Um... Play a little Resident Evil 6, but not too much. Uh, Angry Birds Star Wars. They finally did an update to get the uh, extra levels. I think it was, I think it added like 20 or 25 extra more levels. Um, so that's freaking... That's, I don't know why it took so long for that. Yeah, and then... Cool. Um, it's not a game I played, but... I got my pre-order for the Xbox One and the PS4. Oh, yeah, I got mine for uh, PS4. Uh, well, mine looks better. Not really. You, you got Xbox One on there. Uh, I got <laughs> receipts. Now, how do you know what... what this one makes you laugh about all these people. Xbox One's going to suck. Oh, that's just messing. No one can knows if it's going to suck or not. No one has it. You and might you, not like you, features on it. You know that I'm messing around. I think it's going to be a good system. I just don't like the limitations. No. And even then, you know I'll have one with, probably within a year. But no, I'm just kidding. Um, before we, uh, go into, uh, what's coming out, I wanted to, since this was related to what I was talking about earlier, um, I was talking about the emulation, emulators on the Ouya, well, I guess, uh, either, t- I'm guessing it was today, because I was on there yesterday, the, uh, PlayStation 1 emulator was added, too, to the market, so now you can play a ton of PlayStation 1 games on the Ouya, hmm. so that just kind of adds to the, you know, how, how, what you can do on there. Uh, but yeah, again, I'll have a lot more on Ouya in the coming weeks. Right, well, so- uh, you got the, what's coming out for the week of 617 to 622 and 623 to 629. What's basically coming out for 617 to 622 would be new Luigi U for the Wii U. I'm glad you, because I'm glad you looked that up because I, I actually did not know that was coming out this week. Y'all. And for 623 to 629. This game's been talked about, and a lot of people have been waiting for it. Deadpool for the PC, the PS3, and the 360. This is a really deadly game of billiards. Huh? I'm sorry. I had to say it. It's, I said it's a really deadly game of billiards. Yeah. Cool. Sorry. Just, you're stupid. Sorry. Uh, best of PlayStation Network Volume <laughs> 1 for the PS3. I tried to see what the hell games were on there, but it wouldn't give me a list. Okay. I probably could have gone to Google or something, but I yeah. didn't really care to go that far um game and wario for the wii u cool cool uh we got some release date updates you want to do those or do you want me to uh you can do them usually do them elder scrolls online announced for x1 and ps4 xbox one but yeah i i know i I put x1 but that's just shorthand anyway yeah it's not my fault you're too lazy to put out xbox one well we always put 360 for xbox three confirmed for 360 (laughs) On September 3rd. Yep. Uh, DC, or 
DC Universe Online announced as a PS4 launch title. That's pretty cool. I wonder if they're going to recharge okay. for it or if it'll just be a download if you already, you know, if you're already... I bet you'll just be a download if you already have it. I hope so, because they, they really don't... It's not like they're going to up the graphics for it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Dragon Age, um... Go ahead. Inquisition. That's what I thought it was, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. Except for fall of 2014. That's sweet. And, uh, just to go along with that, we'll have the video of the trailer in our show notes. Hello, trailers. <laughs> um, Lost Relics DLC for Gears of War Ju- uh, Judgment comes out tomorrow, uh, 6-18. Cool. Did you want to talk a little more about that, or is that it? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say... This is why earlier when I said thank God for when I was talking about Gears of War Judgment, they're finally going to have some more freaking maps. Yeah. Because oh, okay. The six, eight maps that they have, you play over and over and over, and yeah, it's about time they they need to if they want people to keep playing that game, they need to bring out way more maps than what they have. Yeah. Well, how many maps did the like Gears three have? Three on launch had a, probably about six maps. Uh huh. I think. Six or seven maps. Okay. And then they added... They had two map packs right off the bat. Uh, like, they were not too far apart from each other. Like a month? And there, there was, like, three each. Whereas this came out with four maps. You got one free one. And then they've ju- they've released, I think, two other new ones. So there's eight total. And it's been out since March. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, maybe they'll... Maybe this is, you know... I mean, if they... Ha- how many how many new maps are in this one? Do you know? Um, oh, crap. <laughs> I think like three. I always ask three, the hard questions, three or Patrick. Four, four. I think three or four, and one of them is checkout um, from Gears 3. Cool, cool. Yeah, because I was cool. reading, isn't that what they're going to do with each of the their map packs? They're going to come out with uh, a couple new ones and then a couple retros or something like that? Or at least one retro? No, I don't know. They haven't really. Oh, haven't really I thought that's what I read. I didn't read that, so I'm just saying that um, they might be. Yeah. All right, uh, if that's it, then we're going to go take a break, and we'll be back with news. different than normal uh uh, the first part of the news is going to be a e3 overview and we're we're keeping this kind of light because of our hangout that i talked about that will be next sunday which will uh involve mostly or will involve all e3 stuff so this is just uh for people who did not watch the show and were were curious about some of the things going on so i'm gonna just i'm gonna start by summarizing the very very basics of the uh, microsoft and the playstation 4 um 
shows and YouTube, please add whatever you want because, like I said, this is very basic. So Microsoft started on the, in the morning and basically um, they showed a bunch of games. And uh, again, I'm not going to talk about the games too much. Uh, they better not. Yeah, I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> some of the things that they said that they confirmed during E3 was that um, they're going to give publishers the ability to block trade-ins. And um, publishers do not have to do it, but th they have that ability. Um, and those games that are blocked by trade-ins will have uh, the ability to let your let one friend borrow it one time. Um, and I don't know what more restrictions there is to that. Uh, and they confirmed that their that their console is not always on, but you do have to connect once every 24 hours to pl to play your games, and that includes even single player games that do not require the internet at all. Um, or once every uh, once every hour for secondary systems, and a secondary system is any system you're logged into that is not set as your main system. Uh, Xbox, this is something really cool. Uh, Xbox Live will st uh, still require or will be required to play online, but now that they have a family plan, which is basically it's the cost of one Xbox Live account, you'll be able to share with everybody on the console up to ten people. So, you know, if you have a family of, you know, a father uh, and kids, let's say three kids or something, then they can all use live off of one account. Or even better, if you're, if you're sharing, like, you know, like a dorm room or something, everybody can go on, on Xbox Gold w w with only one person paying. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and they announced their price at $499. Uh, the PS4, on the other hand... Um, came out and basically uh, gave Microsoft a 1-2 punch and basically said they will not restrict used games, they will not restrict trade-ins, and they, you, can have as, you can lend to your friends as many, min, much as you want. Um, they will not require you to ever have to connect to the internet if you don't want to, except for online games, of course. And um, they also announced that the PS Plus will be required to play online games with the PlayStation 4. Unlike now, which uh, it is not required on the PS3. Oh, one thing I was going to add is uh, actually with the PS4, they said that, uh, and it's getting kind of it's kind of blurry. Um, but uh, supposedly, the PS4 will allow developers to put restrictions if they want, but PS4 first-party games will not have any restrictions. But and, and third-party games, there's the potential. But the the the. The restrictions are disc-based and not console-based, like X like Xboxes. Um, basically, if a developer wants to put some sort of lock on their disc, they can. But um, so, like, kind of like PC does now, as where Microsoft gives developers uh, the right to do it console hardware side. Um, so yeah, basically, you still you still might get DRM on um, PS4, but it's not as concrete and it's a lot easier. I mean. To say it bluntly, it's a lot easier for hackers to get around. Um, <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. But I don't think you'll see it much. I mean, I, I just think... I don't think you'll see it much on either, except for the big names. Um, but, yeah. again, we'll talk about that more next week. And the PlayStation came, 4 came out at uh, $399. Uh, oh, and then... Okay, and then Frank got a couple stories about E3. Oh, well, not, not E3. Well, you just got the... <laughs> well, the one story is kind of E3 related, sorry. The first one. Oh, sorry. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, basically, Microsoft has confirmed that first-party games will remain at the f price point of $59.99. Uh, there, you know, there wasn't really much 
speculation that it would change, but I mean, it's at least a good thing that they're stating that it won't. Uh, the one tricky thing is, is again, it's first party games, so third party games could do what they want. But again, like I think if they're setting the tone, you know, unless there was some kind of weird scenario, maybe yeah. if you had like a. I, the only thing I was thinking is maybe some kind of MMO or something. Um, yeah. I don't know. Well, no, I, I knew I didn't think the price was going to change that much. I well, mean, people are all kind of trying to grow. Oh, they're going to be a hundred dollars. There's no way that they'd be selling them at a hundred dollars. No, exactly. Um, th- there is one thing that I, I did read, and I think it was a story that came out um, just the last couple of days. And this is just uh, analysts, so you could take it or leave it. They said that um, you should ex- you should expect some of the more AAA titles, um, you know, the ones that really push the system's boundaries, to yeah. cost, uh, you know, seventy or sixty nine, seventy nine bucks. But um, it'll still be common, like you said, to release at the sixty dollar price, most likely. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, the, the only one thing I was thinking too was uh, recently they had a game come out on Steam for uh, ninety dollars. So I was thinking there's like a weird Ooh, rare what? scenarios. What game came out on Steam for ninety? Well, here's 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 the thing. Um, I believe it was Star Citizen, and the reason why they did it for ninety was because the game was launched on Kickstarter, and people who donated, what well, it contributed ninety dollars, uh, they were able to get first, uh, well, early access to the game. Uh-huh. So it's in alpha right now. The game's in alpha, uh, so it's not even you know beta. Um, but, uh, basically, you know, if anyone wants early access now, they can get it, but they expect them to pay the price that the Kickstarter people pay. Oh, so it's, it's basically like contributing to the Kickstarter at this point. Yeah. But I, I, you know, just with the way the systems are going now, it seems like they're more of an open system with, uh, as far as what kind of, uh, sales they, you know, work, you know, since being that the MMOs are going to be on the new consoles and stuff like that, where it's going to be different pricing plans, you know? Yeah. That's a rare scenario, but I'm just saying. Yeah, but that that kind of shows, like you just said, kind of what could happen. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Anyway, um, other news uh, with the related to State of Decay, uh, it's sold over a half a million units since June 5th. Uh, we're what recording what June 17th right now. Yep. So you know, in a couple weeks, pretty much, it's already sold over a half a million and. It's going as one of the fastest-selling uh, Xbox Live arcade games of all time. Wow, nice. Um, so, and it's kind of weird because there was, granted, you know, people who kept track of the company, tra- track of the company, or you know, whatnot when the guy left Blizzard. Uh, you know, with the exception of those people, a lot of people, this just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, you know, I myself, I wasn't personally following the game, I, but when it came out, hey, I dug it. But anyway, yeah. Um, also, as far as related to State of Decay, uh, Patch 2 is currently in development. Uh, recently, they already came out with Patch 1, and there were some complaints that some of the issues it fixed, it actually didn't fix. And it's even created a couple new issues. It's, you know, overall, Patch 1 is still better than the original game. I mean, it does help, but it's still not perfect. But anyway, they're working on Patch 2. Um then last bit of news related to State of Decay. Um, again, you know, like I said, State of Decay was supposed to be part one of uh, Undead Labs' plan. Uh, the first plan was being the Xbox Live arcade game. The second part was going to be an MMO. Oh, and yeah, that's right. 
originally State of Decay was actually called Class 3, and then Class 4 was going to be the MMO, you know, version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, of course they changed the name from Class 3 to State of Decay, but now they want to work on the, the sequel, which is they're going to stay with the name of Class 4 right now. But the issue is that Microsoft owns the name Class 4. It's it's kind of a weird deal they made to go on Xbox Live Arcade where certain parts of their IP they sold to, um, you know, the rights to Microsoft. Yeah. So Well, that's kind of like right- what I – that kind of goes into what I was talking about last uh, week with, you know, like pretty much developers, indie, indie developers have to sell their soul to Microsoft to get on Xbox Live. <laughs> yeah. So oh, they won't just stick with PS4 and then Microsoft's going to lose a shitload of money and realize they screwed up. Yep. Well, yeah, but yeah, that's the thing is, is um, right now, you know, and it, you know, it, it's good and bad because I think it did kind of help State of Decay to, you know, partner with Microsoft because, you know, a lot of people, you know, like I said, a lot of people didn't really keep track with this game. You know, they weren't waiting, they weren't checking the website every day or everything. And honestly, myself, the way I found out about the game was it was on the front of uh, the Xbox dashboard. And I think that placement probably did help them a lot. I mean, you you know, you could argue if they they could have benefited, you know, from selling somewhere else, if they could have got on another platform. But you know, the fact is, that, you know, they were on Microsoft and they are selling a lot right now. Yep. Um, but you know, again, to be featured on the Microsoft Store, they had to sell, you know, naming rights to some of their uh, some bits and pieces of you know their IP to Microsoft. So. Now they want to work on Class 4, but they can't until Microsoft, well, until Undead Labs and Microsoft come to an agreement because, you know, they could just work on Class 4 for another year or two and then Microsoft could say, hey, you know, we own the rights, uh, don't make that game, <laughs> you know. Yeah, just cancel much. the project. Um, but, yeah. And then, uh, unrelated to State of Decay, um, <laughs> <laughs> with uh, news with Rift, uh, as of June 12th, it has went free to play. And it seems like they have a, you know, it's free to play and, you know, all those free to play games. There is, you know, of course, things you could buy. And it seems that this game has went with a tier system. Basically, if you do pay more, if you do pay on like a monthly subscription, you get more player slots, more, you know, little perks here and there. Um, but overall, if you just play one race or one character on a server, uh, I think you even get three characters per server. Yeah, I think it's three. Oh. Uh, three. I, I I think, and uh, it's three if you pick up the if you start the game now. Uh, s- four or five if you played previously, and then yeah. uh, I think it's eight or ten if you subscribe. Yeah. So you know, there's uh, certain limit limitations, but if you do keep with you know those characters or item slots or whatever perks. Um, they are stating, you know, that you can't actually play the whole entire game. Yeah, that's one thing I was I was reading is they didn't they're not blocking any content at all. Um, it'll all be there. You will have to pay for expansions and, st- and add-ons. Yeah, that's why I figure they they would try to do too. And their their uh, microtransactions, um, none of them give the player a uh, advantage over other players. I mean, I'm sure there'll be things like boost of XP and stuff like that, but not like. Oh, you want to buy this awesome sword? Well, you can yeah. for money. You know, um, basically, yeah. uh, people are com- comparing it to the, uh, the the Guild Wars Two store, and yeah. sure, you can get stuff that'll that'll benefit your character, but nothing that'll give you a distinct edge over other players. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, that makes sense. Yep. But, um, yeah. Cool. Uh, this next story is um, pretty technical. I'm going to try to keep it as uh, as easy to understand as possible. It's actually, even reading over my, my whole paragraph here, it, it's hard to explain. Um, okay, so e or, uh, NVIDIA has come out and said that, you know, as we're going through looking at these new consoles and everything, um, people are, people, you know, PC gamers are like, oh, who cares, right? The ones that don't like consoles at all. But the truth is that NVIDIA says that every time a new console generation comes out, it boosts uh, the technology in PCs by a large amount. And they actually explained this in a whole show uh, at E3. And so it's it's kind of hard to explain in, in, a, in a short period of time. But um, basically they said that when a new console comes out, that becomes the lowest common denominator. And what that means is that every new technology that comes out after that will be, will be better than that. Um, and so what this means is it sets the baseline for technology. Um, and it gives almost an instantaneous push of better quality processors and video cards when this happens. Um, and then basically what this, what this is is because that way developers can make games that are now have the the lowest standard which is console and only and work up from there as where um so basically to put some numbers into perspective uh let's see where's the numbers uh okay in 2005 PC processors and PS3 processors were approximately the same as of 2011 PC processors had uh become four times more powerful um from 2011 to now um, the processor in the PS4, between PS4 and PS3, is eight times more powerful than the PS3, basically. And PC is now two times more powerful than the PS4. Uh, I'm sorry, and PC has grown two times more powerful. Um, what this means is, in 2012, PCs were 13 times more powerful than the Xbox 360 and the PS3. Right now, the PC is only two and a half times more powerful. So, to put that in perspective... Um, it means that technology all across the board gets better, and um, so even even if you're not a console gamer, even if you're a pure PC gamer, then you should appreciate the fact that these consoles are coming out because it, all it means is that gaming on PC is going to get that much better. Also, that's what it comes down to. Well, yeah, I mean, you you have uh, the boost to the market. I mean, it's it's only going to help if more people are buying processors that you know would make sense to the industry, with you know, to prosper from it and advance. Basically, yeah. I mean, it's uh, and it makes sense to me. I mean, when I was reading it, I was like, okay, yeah, this all makes sense. Um, but I guess what happened is is a, a, the internet's been full of PC gamers saying. Like, oh, we, who cares? We've had graphics like this the whole time, you know, for years now. But then <laughs> NVIDIA's like, well, yeah, you might have had graphics like this for a while, but it's, but the only way you're going to get better graphics quick is if you if these new consoles come out. <laughs> well, um, what is it? Uh, you figure there's like a 77 million PS3 sold, 77 million 360 sold, you know, a, a 154 million consoles. Um, you know, you figure... Putting a, a boost to the market of 154 million processors sold. Yeah, seriously. You know, it's you know, it would only help the the processor, you know, industry yep. or whatever. You know, yep. all those little, yep. all those little everything. Yep. But yeah. All right. Uh, I think we should let Patrick talk a little bit. How about you? Or should we just skip him? 
Uh, we should just skip him. I mean, just oh, yeah, his mic. <laughs> turn his uh, mic off. Take a nap. Fuck it. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Pat. Uh, well, uh, they just did a study, and women make up forty five percent of gamers. I don't know why people are so shocked about that, and why they had to really do a study. But no, this is. Yeah, I mean, uh, not to take your from your story. Uh, we did a similar story. I don't know if you, you remember, uh, like a year ago. And um, mm. this has only increased since then. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, like you said, I'm not surprised. No, it says, new report from industry group also finds adult women a more significant portion of gaming playing population than uh, seventeen than boys 17 and under. Oh, that's interesting because I read the study about, um, I, I bet you this is like a simultaneous study. The study that came out recently about the age group of gamers and how the majority of gamers are 18 to 32, I think it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's pretty interesting. Uh, is that it? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, so, just uh, Square you Enix... Know, what? I'm going to say, you know, <laughs> you, you guys like to go in hell of details on yours. I just put something out there. <laughs> well, sometimes you do, too. But, I mean, yeah. that didn't need much more details. Just making sure yeah, it wasn't yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Square Enix was a major presence at E3, and actually, I'd say um, for a, a developer, um, to me, they took the show, but then I'm partial to them. Um, so they announced Kingdom Hearts 2 and Final Fantasy 15, and... They the, announced Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, thank you, the Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> I don't know why I put 2. Uh, they announced Kingdom Hearts 3 and Final Fantasy 15, and the thing that people were most impressed about is, not only did they announce these games, but they had gameplay for them. Um... And which was most impressive for Kingdom Hearts two or three, because it actually looked they had like gameplay for that. I didn't see that. Yeah, you didn't see it. Well, yeah, I didn't see the, the, the. You said for Square. Wait, did they announce that one for the PlayStation? It, uh, they they showed the trailer at the PlayStation show, but they there's a trailer online for the gameplay. Oh, I didn't see that. I yeah. saw the what they had for on the Sony um, when they yeah. announced, but not okay. Well, I'll yeah, have to look at. Yeah, just Google it. Um, uh, I'm and for those chewed the hell out of it. For those that don't know, um, Final Fantasy Versus 13 has now become Final Fantasy 15. Um, there's no information on if the story is going to change or, or or what, because originally uh, Final Fantasy Versus 13 and Final Fantasy 13 were um, supposed to be like uh, opposites. Uh, as where lightning was light, the main character from Versus was dark. And now that it's a completely different game, they're like, I wonder if they're going to stick with that or if they're just going to kind of cut that out. But either way... Um, You're doing a lot with her. With Lightning? Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's another thing, actually, they, they announced, uh, which was already kind of rumored. I didn't have in the story, but um, Lightning Returns. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, they have they they had a ton of information, videos, and hands-on for... Final Fantasy XIV uh, Realm Reborn and the Final Fantasy X and X-2 uh, remasters. Uh, and also, even though it had been announced, they had a ton of new information and info on Kingdom Hearts 1.5 remix. I can't wait for that in September. What, um, I, I, I don't know if you know offhand. I meant to look it up. Do you know what's exactly going to be on there? I know we talked about it before, but I'm kind of blanking. Um, chains of uh, Memories and... Um... Crap. Are they putting the first... Uh, I know they're putting the two two mobile games. That's what you're trying to say. Not mobile. Yeah, the, it, was, it was Chains of Memories and... Um, Let me just Google it real quick. Crap! I know what the, I know what it is, but... I know, for you're some just reason... blanking. All right, let's see. It's... 
Okay, it's uh, Kingdom Hearts. Oh, three sixty-five over two days. Yeah, there you go. Uh, hold on. In, okay, Kingdom Hearts Final Mix and Chains of Memory, and the Kingdom Hearts three sixty-five over two days. What is uh, uh, what is Kingdom Hearts Final Mix? I don't know what you're talking about with the Final Mix. That's what it says on here. The original. Uh, Oh, okay. It's it's final. It's Kingdom Hearts one, but it's like a special edition. Oh, okay. Anyway, so it's basically Kingdom Hearts one, and then the two um, handheld. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so Square Enix had a ton of presence at at the show, which is kind of crazy because they actually haven't had much of a presence the last couple of years. I mean, they have. They've always been there, but nothing like this. This was a big year for them, and I'm happy about that. What? Uh, Dead Space series is still alive. It's alive. I didn't know it was alive. dead. Alive! Or dying. Oh. Not that it was dead, but um, they're, they're just trying to say they don't have a Dead Space 4 in the mix right now, mm-hmm. or in development, but um, the series will live on, basically saying that it's been a great brand for electronic, electronic arts, and they're saying that, yeah, they don't have anything right now, but they haven't canceled anything with Dead Space. It's Right now they're working on some other stuff, but they they are planning on making some more Dead Space games. Okay, so it's, it's yeah, it's just yeah, it'll so be like, it'll be around look, in the future. Don't look for something in the next maybe year or two, maybe three or four. Yeah, cool, 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 dude. Um, all right, so this is a bit out of uh, about the Ouya. So basically, the ESA, which is yeah. the company that organizes the E3, um, wasn't too happy about the Ouya. So basically, Uday couldn't get a booth at E3, either due, most likely due either to money or just the fact that they're not popular enough to get a spot. Um, but that didn't stop them from showing off. Basically, they rented a space in a parking lot across the street from E3. And everything was going fine. Everyone thought, wow, what an ingenious way to be part of E3 without actually, having, without actually getting inside. Well, the ESA came came out and said, uh, "You you can't do this. You can't be here." And they were like, "Why not? It's not your property, and it's you don't have any control over it." Well, Pop. the ESA decided, "Well, let's uh, rent the spot next to him, the spot in front of them," and they parked a huge semi truck in there, so you could no longer see the uh, Ouya truck. Yeah. And yeah. Wow. <laughs> so then, um, so basically, the the guys at Ouya decided, well, we're going to rent the space in front of them. Now, this is the front space in the parking lot. And they filled it with a ton of promotional stuff, banners, signs, and everything, pointing towards their so-called, quote-unquote, Ouya Park, where they had all their game demos and everything, and basically um, circumvented the, the big semi, so people just went around it. Um, and it, to this, the ESA called the cops on them, saying that Ouya didn't have the proper permits to do what they were doing. What a bunch of freaking haters. Seriously. Well, when the cops got there, they, they checked their paperwork, all the permits were in order, and they were doing everything up and up. And so they decided to hang out with the Ouya crowd, and they actually got some pictures of the cops holding or playing the consoles and, and holding up T-shirts and stuff <laughs> like that. So, um, And actually, I heard that Ouya turned out really well. Uh, everyone was really impressed. I think, you know, I'm guessing, and this is just my, my personal guess, I'm guessing that the ESA probably was like, ah, we're not letting you into our show. And then it turns out that they did that, and they were really popular, pulling crowd away from E3. And probably were, they were probably like, "Well, you know, we're not going to stand for that." <laughs> but yeah, I thought I thought I'd include, or I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, that's pretty pretty crazy. Yeah. 
Alright, last story, and I, I just got this right now on um, no. a, a website I follow. Uh, Xbox One game demos were actually running on high-end high PCs and not Xbox One dev kits. Um, the so, freaking hell does that mean? <laughs> okay, so all the games that were on the floor for Microsoft, or for, for Xbox One, and the all the things they were showing off during their show were actually running off of a PC and not the Xbox One. Meaning, hmm. they weren't even using the hardware that's going to come out in a couple months to run their own games. Um, so Microsoft defended themselves by saying, um, all E3 demos run on high-end PCs. Well, uh, indie developer Jonathan Blow came out in, in Twitter in, on Twitter and said, this is on not... On Twitter? Uh, yeah, on Twitter. <laughs> and he said, it's not true that all E3 demos run on high... And this isn't an exact quote, I'm just paraphrasing. It's not true that all E3 demos are running on high-end PCs. The Witness, which is the game that's coming out, um, was running on a PS4 dev hardware, and it looks to me that most other PS4 games were running on the dev kits as well. Dev, dev hardware is the hardware that will be in the final retail box. So even if the dev kits might have a little more RAM than what's going to come out, they're the same every, uh, all around. All indie developers I know were running off, or all indie games I know were running off the, the PS4 itself. We work very hard to get our game running on the actual PS4 hardware and operating system in time for this show, as did many other developers. So it's crazy considering the consoles are supposed to be out on the shelves in a couple months and they can't even run their own games on it. Uh, during Microsoft's press show, I was impressed by how the good games looked in, and given the console specs. But if they were running on those specs, or if they were running on the PC it's instead of the hardware itself, then it's, it's pretty questionable to me. So basically, um, other developers came out and said, no, our game was running on um, dev kits, as where Microsoft had all their stuff running off of PCs. They even got caught more than once um, during the show. One was uh, they left a cabinet open that was running one of their demos. This is during their, during their showing, and it showed a, a mm -hmm. high-end PC they were running off of. And what did they do? They hooked up all their controllers to the PC and hid the PC away so no one knew. Um, and where's that uh, picture? Uh, Julian Rignall from US Gamers tweeted, I just played an Xbox One game using an Xbox One controller that crashed to a Windows 7 desktop. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And um, the last thing that this article says is um, also it's... It, Windows 7? I wonder why Windows isn't using its new Windows 8 to run their games. Oh, well, Microsoft once again kicked themselves in the head. So, um... Yeah, I, go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, um... You know, it could be just laziness where they just wanted to run it off the computers and maybe thinking, it would, you know, they could just overdo it and guarantee there won't be any issues. But, um... You know, I, I, don't, I don't think it's any major thing, but, I mean, it can be because, you know, like I said, is. Well, um, well, not like I say. I, I mean, you know, what I, what I mean is, um, you know, if they can't prove that their their games could actually run, you know, who's yeah. to say what it'll look like when it does come time to win the PS? I mean, sorry, the Microsoft One X, uh, <laughs> the Xbox One actually has <laughs> to run these games in a couple months. Um, I mean, I kind of feel it's it's probably just maybe laziness. They they just want to. Like Garen I said, you, you put a, yeah, you put, you put a crazy computer out there. There's no there's no going to. Well, ideally, there would be no, you know, issues. Yeah. Uh, of course, there was. But, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I yeah. mean, to me, it's just a simple fact that, uh, you know, they're running on higher-end graphic card and higher-end processors than the Xbox One. 
is going to be running on. It has the computer has more RAM, so of course it's going to run smoother and it's going to look better no matter what. I mean, even if even if it runs perfect on the Xbox One, it's still going to run better on that PC. Yeah. So it's 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 just uh, it's very interesting that they did that, and um, then they try to cover it up by saying all de- all games run on on PC. It's just the way it's done. Yeah. So yeah. And I don't know. It kind of even devalues their system because then it's like, well, hey, if all the Xbox One games were played on a PC, why don't we just like buy a PC? Like, yeah. Exa- <laughs> there you go. Exactly. So, like, what are, what are we? You know, are we buying like a a box that's licensed to play? You know, certain games. Well, you know, yeah, it, yeah. It's almost like you're, you're buying a limited PC, kind of. Yeah, that's true, and yeah, and I mean, I mean, technically, that's what they are. But you know, if they're just saying like, "Hey, crap!" Like we we're not, I, I don't. Know. We're not even in com- confident in our own software hardware. That's kind of what it says to me. Yeah, we're not confident enough in our own hardware to um, run run it to, to you know. And the other thing is, if they went out and said, "This is just concept." You know, then there would have been no problems. And many developers have done that before, where they're like, okay, we're going to show you what this game is going to look like. And then it says at the bottom, you know, this is just a concept not running off the actual Xbox 360 or whatever. Um, Then that would have been fine. That would have been no problem at all. But it's the simple fact that they tried to get away with it, you know? Well, it's just just kind of funny. I mean, like, again, even if all those games, you know, even if they had them all running and, like, you know, like I said, it was just maybe they were just trying to be safe or maybe they, you know, they weren't sure of any issues that would have popped up. They didn't want, like, all the games crashing, so they, you know, they went the safe route. Um, and even if, you know, they, like I said, they can run completely fine on Microsoft. I mean, I'm sorry, the Xbox One. Yeah. And, you, what was that, um, T-Pain? Yeah, you started breaking up really bad there, Frank. Just another gap. <laughs> they need they need to stop doing that. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, All right. Well, sorry. I was just saying it was just another gap for part, and yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for our podcast. That's it for news. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I'll have the Dragon Age Inquisition trailer on our show notes, along with the Final Fantasy X and X two remastered trailers. Um. And yeah, that's it. So if you want to get a hold of us, you can do so at kvgto4 at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, our website is kvgtpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Our Facebook .com. is facebook.com slash kvgtpodcast. And I am... True. Yes, it is. On Twitter, you can get a hold of me at soulsubscribe... Oh, darn it. I've been like three, four weeks with saying it right. Uh, you can get to me like at... two weeks saying it right. Whatever. Don't... don't- so my my uh, personal Twitter, where I talk about my writing and such, is Soul Scribbler. Uh, you can also add me on KVGT Jeremy, and Patrick is at Big Solo Six Four. And our podcast one, which uh, we manage, Patrick manages the most, is at KVGT Podcast. Frank and, still doesn't believe in Twitter. Yep, yeah, he still doesn't believe it exists. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, my personal blog again is is for uh, my writing is awriterstruggle.com and you can see what Patrick thinks if you go to patrickstott64.blogspot.com and obviously yeah, I, he doesn't I, I think too to, much real quick, <laughs> I try to I try to show Frank Twitter one time that it really did exist and he threw my phone I had to dive to catch it and he just went on this rampage and I just I knew never to try well, to I show mean, him if, until if he comes on me, I mean if you're just going to show me Pictures of something you drew in, you know, Microsoft Paint. I mean, you're just wasting my time, you know. <laughs> Your Nintendo Paint, <laughs> Nintendo <Yeah>. Paint, <laughs> Mario Paint. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, uh, Frank, did you work on your website anymore or no? You Not know yet? what? I'm, you know, like we were discussing, you know, getting into game making. I'm, I'm still, de- I'm, I'm debating if I want to even, what I even want to do with that website. So I'm still in debate right now. All right. Well, so then I'll say I have nothing. You cannot again. find Frank anywhere, anytime. Just uh, if you want to get a hold of him, just email us. <laughs> he he started down it when I told him he could connect Twitter to his website, and he was just like, "Oh no, nah, I'm not believe in websites." As for the rest of our network, Nerdgasm Network at nerdgasmnetwork dot com, you can get their series challenge. Which uh, actually, I was talking to um, uh, uh, John, and I guess there's still three or four people doing it actively. So that's at nerdgasmnetwork.blogspot.com. Um, check out Troy at extraplay.info, the No Quarters podcast at noquarters.net, Super Budget Brothers at superbudgetbrothers.com. They have a hell of a super budget. They and do. Their brothers. Yeah. And the Intrepid, Intrepid Audio Productions at beyondtheheadset.co, which um, Matt has, been, has asked us again, um, all three of us, or, or whatever combination thereof, to be on his show again. So hopefully that'll be that'll be soon. And that's it. That is it. We are done. We have completed our mission. We have finished the podcast. We have rescued the princess. But it turned out to be Toad. Yep, so I guess we'll be back next week. She's in another castle. <laughs> All right. Have another podcast episode. Yeah. She's, <laughs> she's at the end of another podcast episode. All right. Have a good week, everybody. Freaking Toad. <laughs>